0: The road trip could have gone a little better, I think. That's safe to say. It wasn't bad. I mean, it could have been worse, technically. It, it could have been. They could have went 0-3. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Kane's um, Country Podcast. I'm Brett Finger. I'm joined by Justin Lake. Pillow. Justin. Hello. Hi, Justin. That's Justin. And so, you know, what was what were our predictions going into the
1: road trip? Uh, we predicted Sebastian Ajo's point total, and I said three and one. Well, to be fair, you know, it still hasn't wrapped up. And I think you said three and one as well, I want to say. I think I said two and two. Or two and two, yeah. Um, they still have a chance to nail down your prediction. My prediction kind of went out the window, but uh, yeah.
0: I know. I said, I, wait, what did I say? I said two, one and one.
1: Two, one and one, yeah.
0: Two, one and so, one. So, so you're, you you were think... wrong
1: too. Oh, wow
0: so we both. Yeah. yeah they didn't yeah that's a good point so i i have a chance to be closest to right within yeah. one point of being right they all one in columbus though um so the california portion of the trip is over they went one and two they shut out the kings and then they lost um in not so great ways to san jose and anaheim these were late games um i had trouble staying up for these games um especially especially the last two
1: i fell asleep in the ducks game i'm not gonna lie i had to go back and watch the highlights i felt it was it was a friday it was a long week i was like oh you know i can i can do this (laughs) took a nap and then i got back up ready to go see the intro see basically the beginning of the first and i'm out (laughs) you missed much um i'm glad i missed thoughts on the
0: road trip as a whole
1: um Well, I think the L.A. Kings game went very well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Martin H. just, you know, getting on the board again. uh, Top to bottom defensively was great. But then things really soured in San Jose. Um, I think the thing that surprised me the most about the San Jose game was just the lack of, like, rebound control in terms of um, on the defensive end. Uh, Brett Pesci, I think it was on Evander Kane's second goal. I mean, just, like, he blocked his shot, but then the puck just stated that like, no one no one cleared pucks or anything. And honestly, Evander Kane's, like, all three goals are basically rebounds. And just him cleaning up the pucks that the Canians should have got. Um, so, uh, kind of left Reimer out to dry there a little bit. But, uh, it, you know, you're going to face a stinker, more or less. Um, I think more often than not we expected earlier in the season even earlier than this like within the first few games but uh yeah so to come out six and three so far uh you still have a game against columbus later this week and then kind of get back into more regular play after this bit of a break hopefully you know Brynmore has not back on track but yeah the the start to the road trip yeah did not look good
0: yeah not really um I think the I, I struggle to really get a hold of how much you should read into the Western Conference road trip because it's always a bit of an adventure regardless of what stage of the season they're at or how well they're playing to open the season or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was definitely an up-and-down experience. Uh, I think Robert Mortis just said he was disgusted by the Anaheim game, which, which was <laughs> quite... Quite the indictment. Uh, he said it was one of the worst games he's ever been a part of. So, just in case you're wondering how Robert Moore felt about the Anaheim game, um, yeah, he didn't really like it, and it can't really blame him. But on the other on the other hand, it's you know you're six and three through nine games, and you gotta be pretty happy about that. So, kind of diving further into the road trip and kind of the thing as a whole, we talked about this last week a little bit, but Sebastian Aho and you know Niederreiter still. Struggling to, you know, find it right now. They have a com- combined. They have two empty net goals and four assists through nine games.
1: Yeah. So, um, pretty pretty dynamic one two punch of last year, huh? <laughs> pretty so, dynamic so far. Definitely definitely keeping it rolling from the momentum yeah. of last year. So, so, so it's it's tough to
0: watch because I don't know what your opinion on it is, but. I, I feel like they're playing well, like like every other stat would suggest they're they're playing well. Their puck possession, the the amount of high danger chances they're getting, um, they've been fine. Um, the puck's just not going in the net. <laughs> so
1: thoughts on what the hell's going on there? I think first and foremost, the uh, <laughs> I think Ahos' point total should have been even lower. He got credited for an empty net goal that he. I don't even know if that glanced off of him. You know what it I'm fixes talking about? That,
0: in. It, it was rigged. Yeah,
1: it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. His but, agent was um, behind that. Look, I think, you know, obviously the big contract was the talk of the offseason, but I mean, I, I think he stayed, you know, he got it done early, you know, unorthodox way of getting it done, but it's not like it weighed on him. You know, the the narrative of. It weighing on a player, and then that kind of ruins their offseason a little bit. I think that he just hasn't brought it in. Honestly, I'm not too concerned about a player being, like, overpaid and why aren't you performing. I, I just think Sebastian Ajo, at least throughout most of his career, has been very consistent. Um, there's been times where he's been hotter than others, but he's at least been consistent. And there's no consistency in this game right now. I think the first three or so games, he was really firing on all cylinders, um, especially a game against Montreal. I mean, you know, put a lot of shots in that. I think he finished with five in that game. Um, but I, I just think there's no consistency to his game right now. And I think that's obviously reflecting on Nino as a line mate. Um, obviously, having Brock McGinn sometimes on that line does not help, of course. But uh, Well, don't worry, because
0: yeah. they signed his brother. or they, And, he's, I, he's and got, I think
1: – yeah. <laughs> And I think uh, Nino's just snake bitten right now. It's just like he can't buy any. If Nino
0: isn't snake bit, then he has like four goals and Ajo has three more assists and suddenly he has whatever, six points in nine games. And you're like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's hit the post a few times and like just whiffed on some chances. I mean, the same goes for
0: Ajo. Ajo's had some Mm -hmm. really good chances and just watching him. He, you can see from his play that he's really fighting it right now um yeah he you know when he gets his chances like you know there, there are pucks that like when ajo's going like he's gonna receive like a cross ice pass that's kind of in the air a little bit like that's like that's easy for him but when he's not it's you know it bounces off his stick he whiffs on a shot and i think that kind of plays into the whole confidence thing and once you don't have it then it's tough to get it back um i'm not necessarily worried about him really i mean I, we've seen him i mean he'll he'll have a two-game stretch where he scores twice and has like three assists and it's like oh okay he remembers how to play hockey again and he goes from there i mean we've seen him have slow starts before he had that crazy start last year um, But his first two years in the league, he got off to really slow starts. So this appears to be a slow start. I don't think he's playing poorly. I don't think Nierreiter is either. Um, I think they're both kind of sneak bit. And, you know, they don't necessarily have all the offensive confidence right now.
1: No, not at all. Um, And I don't know what it's going to take. It might just take one of those big breakthrough games where, you know, Uh, Ajo's had four-point games or three-point games in his career. So, I I mean, maybe it just takes something like that to kind of get the line going. Or, you know, maybe it – I hate to say this, but, like, you know, sometimes some of the physical games where the rivalries really get under skins and, you know, like a a Capitals game, maybe you need something like that, just a light of fire Mm -hmm. more or less. Um, But I think it will come if you don't see it by, like, the first week in November – then you really, really should sound yeah, I, the alarms. I think this home stands big
0: because after they play Columbus, they have four straight at home. And I think that's the time where the Hurricanes really need to get on the beam again and yep. kind of you know win three or four at home, get Aho going. I, I think that's all very doable too because when you look at the teams that they're playing, I mean, they're beatable teams and they're teams that the Hurricanes and Aho can kind of get their confidence back up with.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you don't win the game against Columbus, you go from a 5-0 and best start in franchise history to 1-4 and over your next five. So it's yeah, just, I think the Columbus game's huge, too. It's huge. It's it's bigger than it should be. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, especially the drop to Anaheim. Um, I knew one of those was probably going to turn out iffy, but I think just the effort on both of them was just alarming. And I think if you bring that effort against Columbus, who have played somewhat better than expectations so far yeah. maybe um th- that if you bring that effort it's just gonna get smacked down they play a very tough kind of gritty style on tortorella game yeah tortorella type game so yeah it they could be in for a rude awakening if they don't wake up <laughs> yeah like at, at
0: this point i mean i'm willing to chalk it up to the west coast trip and kind of see where it goes from there um so we'll see where it goes from there. Um, so those five games, you have Columbus and you have four straight at home expectations for what really are five important early season games.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I With the upcoming homestand, I think Oh man, I don't know. It's just, it's really tough. They really put themselves in a weird situation with this road trip. I, I know the the California road trip has always been tough, but like, I don't know, man. I just really thought this one was going to turn out better. Our expectations were high. We had them at least capturing. You had them capturing five. I had them capturing six points, and now it's just like, eh, it's just like, they what's that, that for? Yeah. Are we back to the same Canes that struggle over, um, that struggle over the first two months and then have to play catch up? You know, but I think the the five game win streak to start the season kind of gave us different expectations than what we normally see Just over those five. first yeah, few games. They
0: looked really good.
1: Yeah, so interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, so I think you win three of these next five and you feel okay. If you want, if if you win four of the five, then then look at that. I mean, what's the toughest game at home Cal- or Calgary, probably? is the most difficult game
1: probably probably and that's
0: a game where they're going west to east and you never know and maybe they have a dud so even I though mean, calgary hasn't looked great exactly it there look you great. go bill peters um homecoming uh,
1: hot seat hot, on the hot bill, seat already bill Peters,
0: hot seat <laughs> wow that would be something um what's james neal up to this year oh uh,
1: absolutely, lighting the world
0: on fire. Interesting how that works. Unbelievable. A good player
1: or a good goal scorer left.
0: Bill Peters and blew up. That's never
1: happened before. Um, but speaking, hold on. Before we get off that topic, <laughs> speaking of which, the Edmonton Oilers, is the inevitable collapse coming, or are they actually maybe a playoff team? It's early. It's very early. They might. I, I mean, they that, have Connor
0: McDavid, so but they I'm have a lot
1: about. of yeah. They have a lot of promise. All of a sudden that. You wouldn't think they were going to have, they have Connor McDavid, is what they have. Absolutely. That's, it's nice to have a, a guy like that for sure.
0: <laughs> it would be nice to have him. Oh, man. It um, would be, be nice too. to have another McGinn on the roster, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that you that can't get enough McGinns.
0: Just wouldn't that be great? They're
1: just when such you, valuable players. I think
0: they should not stop until there is at least one McGinn on the ice for the entire game. Uh, That's the way that they are seeming to be trending because Brock McGinn's getting a lot of ice time for some reason. And Jamie McGinn, his brother, signed a PTO with the Charlotte Checkers today, the day we're recording Tuesday. Um,
1: Jamie McGinn, sure. Yeah. Uh, Look, the Checkers have struggled out of the gate. Um, this This move really surprised me because it hasn't really been so much the offensive side. I mean, maybe they just add him as a, you know, a depth slash veteran presence that they kind of lost over the offseason, especially Patrick Brown, Paul Dorowski, is a bunch of guys leaving. Um, maybe they add that as kind of to balance things out, but it's, it's defensively in, in, in goal. That's been really alarming. That's why they're three and three through the first six. But um, yeah, it's just the defensive effort is, is crap. But Jamie McGinn, just like his brother plays like a two-way style of game. So maybe it benefits from the forward section. So um, very interesting move, but I guess get some on board for it.
0: Would I mean, so let's fast forward here. In a, a week or two, Jamie McGinn is playing well in Charlotte, and I would expect them to give him a two-way deal. Then he becomes more NHL depth, and a guy who has played – to do he's played in 617 NHL games
1: wow last that year he had like seven a lot. <laughs> last
0: year he scored four goals had seven points in 19 games of Florida uh had 30 points the year before so you never know maybe maybe in a few weeks we'll have a f- line of the McGinn brothers and Sebastian Ajo
1: would that oh, be great goodness. Yeah, I mean, or something. acquire Sebastian Ajo from the Islanders. Or in let him play Sebastian Ajos. Yeah,
0: there are lots of possibilities here. Uh, what's time again up to? So we get a full line of McGinn's.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> time again is playing Vegas's AHL team. Man. Wow. Oh. I, I'm sure oh. the asking price has to be pretty low there. Yeah. He hasn't maybe played an NHL uh, game since twenty fifteen. Maybe you could
1: come with maybe you could come out with an Eric Hala out of the other side. Who knows? Nothing. Who knows? Yeah. Eric Hall is <laughs> Eric two
0: is time again, who had twelve points in the AHL last year. I'm sorry, eighteen points in the NHL last year between two teams. Um he would be a great get. Um speaking of getting the Checkers probably need a little bit more from or need to get a little bit more from Alex Nedeljkovic. You kind of led into it with the Checkers talk. Um, Ned's off to a rough start, and people were surprised that you know he didn't get more of an opportunity to make the team out of camp in Carolina. Reimer got the job, and so far Reimer's been good. And is Anton Forsberg stealing the net from Alex Nadelkovich in Charlotte? <laughs> I don't know what? about
1: that. Maybe in the short term, but probably not in the long term. But, uh, yeah, Anton Forsberg has been off to a pretty good start. He has their three wins and has looked overall better. Has a save percentage hovering around, I think, like 9.06 or something like that. Uh, but Alex Nadelkovic, not very good right now. 11 goals and 52 shots over three games. Seven eight eight save when percentage. I the math
0: on that one. Um, yeah, That's not nice. very good.
1: It's not good. Not very good. Um, Yeah, he's just not looked like himself. Uh, I mean, one of, if not arguably the... Or he was the best goaltender in the AHL last year. Um, And the best. played extremely well in the playoffs, too. So, yeah, this is just very surprising. Very surprising. So, I don't know. Maybe you run with Forsberg in the short term and then, you know, get back eventually to Nedeljkovic and and give him the starting net. But, yeah. yeah, it's just a, a weird vibe to these checkers over the first, like, few games.
0: Tell me more about the checkers, because I'll be honest with you, transparency here, uh, nothing's happening with the Hurricanes right now. So there's very little to talk about. So give me some, and give ev- all of us, oh great, me, great. Give, give everyone some some checkers updates, because God knows there hasn't been any Hurricanes updates.
1: Um. Well, I mean... Yeah, just as I mentioned they're three and three to start okay. the year.
0: Let me let me let me present this to you in a better way. Because okay. that was not a good way for me to present that Yeah, to come you. on, come on. Give me um, something here. Who has looked good so far?
1: Morgan Geeky. Wow. Morgan Geeky. Morgan Geeky. So
0: Tell me about Morgan Geeky.
1: Eight points in six games, uh, four goals, which basically is in like I think a three way tie for First on the team, Julian Gauthier, uh and then E2 Listerainen. I think – I still can't. I don't think I can pronounce it right. <laughs> L- I still can't pronounce it right. the L- Listerainen? Yeah. L- L- Listerinen, yeah. S- Some Swedish. Listerine? I think he's Swedish. Yeah. Swedish? No, he's Finnish, maybe. Finnish. There we go. Oh, um, there he also has four goals to start the year. Um, A rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, surprisingly enough, right. the, the kind of under-the-radar – um, low-end free agent acquisition. Brian Gibbons also off to a good start. Eight points in six played games. some games so, in
0: Carolina over the trip. Got yeah. about three minutes yeah. nice time total, I think, in the two games he played.
1: Clark Bishop 2.0, safe to huh. say.
0: Maybe. Maybe he'll be the next Greg McKeg, or maybe Jamie McGinn will be the next
1: Greg McKeg. Even though Clark Bishop has not done anything. He has no question.
0: points. Okay, so here's a good question. Does it... How does it look now that Saku is not in Carolina? Would he be an upgrade?
1: I see. I don't get the whole Saku Manalainen hype. Like i I understand that you know he played some very strong games in Carolina and in Charlotte, but like mm-hmm. he is a replaceable player. I don't know why people are still going no, on about not. that. I saw he's you got a question. I saw see you got eyes. a question the other day about that on on, on one of your articles. It was you know, hey, well, now that he's in the KHL, you see him coming back next year. I, is That should not be a concern. He is a replaceable player. I think that. Have you seen those eyes, man? You can't replace you, those eyes. Yeah, those eyes. You, you, um,
0: you, you clearly never looked directly into his eyes. <laughs> a lot.
1: No, and I'm it's showing.
0: Kind of terrified, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I yeah. mean, they called him crazy eyes, man.
1: Yeah, I just don't get the hype. Like,
0: he intimidated Alex Ovechkin. He and they, seems like
1: a pretty scary dude. He's a big dude. He's a big but, dude.
0: Six four yeah.
1: finish. Again. Again, he's pretty much replaceable by any other AHL four. forward that you call up, or you know, a low end free agent barking over the offseason. Or we we talked about how Brock Biggins uh
0: over slide right now with Justin Williams look better. Oh man.
1: We're getting into this talk, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you looked on Twitter? That's, oh, that's what people are saying, man. I, Even the things I've written. Why Justin. The, the things why that I'm, I've written, like you just said. People have been telling me about man- Manalainen, which is interesting. People are also bringing up Justin Williams. Look, I... It's <laughs>
1: Justin Again, I think it's that... October
0: twenty second, oh, yeah. and we're all. Yeah. And it's here. not. It's not
1: even like they're they're six and three. It's not like they're three and six. Oh, if they're three boy. and six, people are like, "Well, we would be much better if Justin Williams like, was I'm here." I'm not even saying that they're wrong necessarily,
0: but I mean, it's it's still it's very early. I did not expect it to take this few amount of games to reach the point of
1: Justin yeah, look. Williams. Where is Look, it? they they don't have a leadership problem. They don't even have a point production problem. They have two snake bitten forwards just right now. They have a
0: Brock McGinn so. problem.
1: Yeah, that's that's really where the problem is. And Justin Williams, <laughs> I think, would solve that, but I mean, they have it's, noted it's goal here. score. They have noted goal scorer Hayden Flurry now. So wow, how did we not talk about that? How did Hayden we not Fleury talk score. About that?
0: <laughs> the first goal, baby! woo! sound the alarms! Like, what ninety-seven
1: <laughs> games or whatever? Crazy! Congratulations, Crazy. Hayden Flurry! I thought he was going to have a little bit more of like a, a reaction to it, but I guess you are down multiple goals in that game. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't, but you were down for nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if no, it's no. like a tie game or they're up, then he is celebrating the heck out of that. But yeah, he was just kind of like, eh. OT winner. Just <laughs> like, like Rod's going to hate me. Rod's going to hate me if I show emotion. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right. Anyways, back to the Justin Williams discussion. I think it's very overblown right now. Um, yeah, I think. Look, you have two snake bitten forwards, so it's a little bit amplified. Like, oh, if Justin Williams was here, would that help Sebastian Ajo get out of the slump? That's not the case. Justin Williams was very productive given his age, but he's not the end all be all of this team. There's very much enough talent is it the on team this team with and without him. Yeah, and I still think this team is as good, if not a step better, this year than they were last year. I think that either it yeah. equals. Equals around the same, but your bottom six looks way better than it did last year, and I think you have a backup goalie that was, I mean, I'm not getting on the early hype train. I've always been a James Reimer fan, but he's, yeah, he looks as good, if not better, than Curtis McElhinney, and that's wow. that's awesome. Really? That's, yeah, I yeah, believe I so. I believe so. He's faced, like, you know, a few blunders at San Jose game. Forget about that. I mean, there's going to the, be uh, games like yeah. that. Yeah, McIlhenny played those games. Morazic played those games definitely last year, but I think that yeah, you. I really thought it was going to be taking a step back having Reimer on this team, but I think it's it equals the output more or less. I think that's fair. Um, but as for as for Justin Williams, yeah, I mean, look, if he does make a surprise appearance and somehow you know does return to this team during the season, great. But again, not the end all be all, and you should be fine without him.
0: I think that's fair. Um I think that's pretty much all we have for this week's episode except for one special final topic which is not hockey related which it's I not. I love that I got to be honest with you my favorite uh parts of this podcast are the ones that are not hockey related. So Wow.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, great for go. our core that's great for our core fan base to listen yes. to. <laughs> yes. Um We hate this. <laughs> But this one, this one we can actually tie into hockey, believe it or not. Can we? We can. Because there's always a
0: theme night each year. Wow. When is it this year for this thing? Probably in January somewhere. I remember. I okay, so. It's always
1: uh, been in January, hasn't it? Like, it seems yes, like. Yes, it. it
0: has. And last year, um, Nino Niederreiter uh, made his Hurricanes debut on Star Wars night against the Senators. And they wow. lost 4-1. You- to one. And Rob Brindamore then apologized to Nita for how bad they played. I remember this. I was covering the game. I was there. And when Rod Brindamore said that in the post game, I was like, I think everybody was like, what? You apologized to Nita Ryder? <laughs> exactly. And then from there, it was pretty good. So the apology cool. was, was beneficial. But yeah, uh, Star Wars trailer came out during Monday Night Football last night. A terrible football game, by the way. Just an awful
1: game. Sam Darnold yeah. was seeing ghosts and uh, seeing ghosts ESPN is like oh man oh boy or yeah no Adam Gase was like ESPN is in the wrong here they shouldn't have that audio or something yeah. but we're gonna think about miking our players up in the in the you know in the in the future hey ESPN's not in the wrong there <laughs> it's just Sam Darnold seeing ghosts is in the wrong there
0: yeah, it's uh, that's a bit of a controversial subject, so we're gonna steer clear of that because we're very non-controversial.
1: We are, except for movies
0: arms. and except for um, things like Star Wars. So the trailer dropped last night during Monday Night Football. Um, what do you think about it?
1: I'm very confused. <laughs> You're confused? Why are you confused? I think I kind of understood. I think they first of all, I think they gave away too much in this trailer. Kind of. It certainly right? looked like it. It looked like it, but then they. it's also going to be weird if it's, like, complete misdirection for the point of misdirecting, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, fake a, scenes yeah. or, like, yeah. ominous, you know? Um, look, I think my expectations for Star Wars cannot get any lower than After the Last Jedi, and that, I don't know if that's a hot it's take like in your meme world. That's like, our
0: expectations were low, but holy <laughs> f- <laughs> Yeah, oh, I might have to bleep that out. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, <laughs> but we'll see. um Anyway, nah, come yeah, on, we got
1: sponsors now. We what do you have, so, like, yeah, we do have these... sponsors. Anyway, <laughs> maybe dropping like flies here. Your body not... <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, rough, rough second movie. I just didn't really like that. I the Last didn't... Jedi. Yeah, I think it was the. I didn't the... like it either the leia like out of the spaceship (laughs) and all of a sudden becomes the strongest like jedi ever and just like sucks herself back in (laughs) as she's unconscious like it was just the weirdest scene in star wars by far and i know a lot of people are like some of the old school guys are like oh phantom menace there's a lot wrong with phantom menace um please tell me that there wasn't a lot wrong with that and i i got some flack for that with my friends they were just like what are you talking about? You know, there's a great, there's a lot of powerful scenes in last Jedi. I was like, no, there no, no, it really wasn't. So, um, <laughs> honestly, some of these new, the newer ones have been good. I really like rogue one. I, do too. I That's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I guess I'm excited to see it cause it definitely wraps up the, the Skywalker saga. So it's, it's going to be oh, interesting. Dude. And then now the Mandalorian on Disney plus, it's oh, be very excited! Very excited about the Mandalorian. That looks good. I think John Favreau is is the director of that, so he he's done a great stuff. So, um, yeah, so interesting trailer drop,
0: but what it's about... still
1: tied to hockey. Come on, we we got to tie to hockey. Barely, so.
0: it it barely. just barely. We warned everybody that this is no longer hockey. Um, okay, all right. Maybe next week we'll talk about uh more
1: interesting things.
0: Have you seen the Righteous Gemstones?
1: Ah, oh, wonderful, wonderful show. We'll talk about righteous right. gems. Let's
0: talk about that next week.
1: Well, also, we can tie that in because the guys from Sports Channel 8 did a wonderful Jacob There you go. Don't, don't, it. don't,
0: don't. Uh, All right. All right. All right. Spoiler All right. We'll, alert. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it next yeah. week. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Can't podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, this was this was a fun episode. It wasn't really a fun episode. It was just It was short. It was, it was short and it's sweet. It's a short but... episode. Nothing happened. To... Nothing happened um
1: nothing good (laughs) happened
0: yeah well i mean with the hurricanes nothing happened at all yeah Yeah. um anyway canes country podcasts uh listen on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify Spotify, all the places that you listen to podcasts you can find us there uh subscribe listen review share
1: with a friend or
0: a loved one or both or neither um Justin. Don't
1: forget to leave oh. a like or review on. I just said that. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, okay. Where can they find you on Twitter? Sorry, sorry, I'm still uh, 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 at Lanky Lape. Okay. On good. Twitter, and you can follow us at Kane's Country Picks P I X on Instagram and like us on Facebook at Kane's Country.
0: At Kane's Country, uh, Kane's Country on Twitter, Brett underscore Finger for me on Twitter. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.